I ran across a couple of interesting um, stories and quotes this week, and I thought you might enjoy, enjoy them. One was this. Anyone who believes that men are the equal of women, anyone who believes that men are the equal of women has never seen a man trying to wrap a Christmas present. And the lady said, <clears throat> the Santa Claus at the shopping mall was very surprised when a young lady named Emily, about 20 years old, walked up and sat on his lap. You know, we know that Santa doesn't usually take requests from adults, but she smiled very nicely at him. And so he asked her, he says, what, what do you want for Christmas, my dear? And she said, well, sir, I would like something for my mother. Well, something for your mother. Well, that's very loving and thoughtful of you, smiled Santa. He said, just tell me, what would you like me to bring her? And without blinking an eye, Emily answered quickly. She said, a son-in-law. <laughs> Maybe you'll get it later, okay? <laughs> On Christmas Eve, Nathan thought it would be nice to buy his wife a little gift for the next day. By the way, gentlemen, that's a great idea that you should do. Always short of money, he thought long and hard about what that present should be. And so he was really not able to decide, and Nathan entered the department store, and he asked the cosmetics section. He asked the girl, he said, um, how about some perfume? And so she showed him a bottle of perfume that was costing $150. He said, oh, oh my goodness, way too expensive, muttered Nathan. And the young lady said, okay, and she returned with a smaller bottle, and this one, she goes, this one's only $100. He said, oh, that is just still far, far, far too much. And growing rather annoyed at Nathan's frugal responses, the sales girl finally dug around somewhere, and she brought him a tiny bottle, $20 bottle, and she offered him this $20 bottle. And, and, and he got so irritated and agitated, he says, what I mean, he whined, is I'd like to see something really cheap. And so she handed him a mirror. <laughs> well, 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 Merry Christmas. I think most of you know my name. My first name is James. My middle name is Daniel. My last name is Smith. James Daniel Smith. My father was James Elwood Smith. Randy was a dear friend of my dad. My grandfather was James Floyd Smith. My parents, for whatever reason, decided that they would primarily use my middle name. I've always uh, been called Dan. Dan Smith. Dan Smith. It's extremely common, if not a bit boring. In fact, all of my life, I've had the common name problem. Those of you who have a common name know what I'm talking about. If you're Smith or a Jones, you know what this is like. Let me, let me give you an example. Not all Dan Smiths in Tarrant County pay their bills. You try to be on the other end of the line when creditors call, and you've got to somehow convince them that you're, they've got the wrong Dan Smith. So that's true. Another issue that we've had... Um, on the street where we, where we lived recently uh, for 23 years, just a small little um, uh, addition there. There's about maybe 30 homes max on that addition. On our street at one time, there were three Dan Smiths. One of them was Daniel J. Smith. 
But probably one of the biggest things I ran into that was difficult was um, a background check was necessary. We, we background check everybody around here. We have, you know, close to 700 students on campus, and it just becomes necessary uh, today to be very cautious and, and um, uh, go lavish on the side of caution. And so <clears throat> I went through my background check, and what it revealed when it came back, there was a problem. This background check said that I had served a three-year penitentiary term in New Jersey. You know, I, I kept saying to Becky, I said, you know, that's, I, we've been here all of our lives practically. I said, don't you think the church would have noticed if I was absent for three years? <laughs> so um, in case you've ever wondered why I signed documents or contracts as J. Daniel Smith, I'm just trying to give some distinction to it whatsoever. So that's my name. Pastor Des, this last Sunday, spoke brilliantly about the name of Jesus. And I've got a question for you tonight in my few minutes that I have to share with you, and it's this. What's in a name? What's in a name? A name is a title by which one person is distinguished from another, at least in theory. It's a way for us to tell people and places and things apart. In our day, names do not necessarily hold that much significance. It was um, William Shakespeare who said, a rose by any other name would smell just as sweet. For us, names are just a way to tell things apart, but it's not always been that way. In fact, in the Old Testament times, a name stood for a person's reputation, their fame, and their glory. Parents often gave children names that described the parents' hopes and future expectations regarding that child. I've learned that the word name, it's translated in the Old Testament, literally means a mark or a brand. In those days, people were given the names that they were given for a specific reason. The study of Bible names often reveals much about the personality of the people mentioned in the Bible. For example, you know what David means? David means beloved. Abraham means father of a multitude. Jacob means trickster. Goliath means splendor, and we know that all these people proved their names to be true. But what's in a name? What is in a name? When we look at the Christmas story in the first chapter of Matthew, it becomes obvious that there is something special about the name Jesus. After all, it was a name given to him by God the Father, because the Matthew account simply says this. I'm reading from Matthew 1. And she will bring forth a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. So all this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the Lord through the prophet, saying, Behold, the virgin shall be with child and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated, what is it? God with us. What's in a name? Let me just give you quickly some biblical reasons why his name is above all other names. Number one, his name reveals his personality. Emmanuel, God with us. That name reveals a supernatural baby, not just another child, but God in human flesh. John 1.1 says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. 
Then the 14th verse says, And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld His glory. The glory is of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. But that name also reveals a supernatural birth. Not just a normal birth, but a virgin birth. Isaiah 7, 14, Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. Supernatural virgin birth which produced a child without a sin nature. And that name also reveals a supernatural battler, B-A-T-T-L-E-R, a supernatural battler. Why would God enter this world? Let me tell you why. He came to fight a battle that you and I could not fight. Humanity could never win it, could never even wage it. He came to do battle with Satan and sin. Verse Samuel 17 says, All this assembly shall know that the Lord does not save with sword and spear. For the battle is, and he will give you into our hands. His name reveals his personality. He was a supernatural baby. He had a supernatural birth. And he is a supernatural battler. Number two, his name reveals his purpose. Say the word purpose. Jesus, Jehovah, is salvation. It speaks of his desire. The name Jesus reveals a God with a desire to save sinners. We are told that Jesus came into this world not to condemn the lost, but to save them. And this was not a new desire, but it was the heartbeat of God even before the world was formed. Let me tell you where I get that from. 1 Peter chapter 1. Knowing that you were not redeemed with corruptible things like silver or gold, from your aimless conduct received by tradition from your fathers, but with precious blood of Christ as of a lamb without blemish and without spot. Here it is, verse 20. He indeed was foreordained before the foundation of the world, but was manifest in these last times for you, who through him believe in God, who raised him from the dead and gave him glory so that your faith and hope are in God. God's plan was conceived in eternity and consummated in time. His name reveals his purpose, and it speaks of his deliverance. The name Jesus reminds us that he came into this world for the sole purpose of setting the captives free. Luke 4.18, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed. He came for the redemption of the lost. His name reveals his purpose, and it speaks also of his death. The name Jesus reminds us of the fact that, yes, we celebrate his coming tonight, but he came with a mission and with a purpose, and that was to die for our sins. The only way the sin problem could have been dealt with was through the shedding of blood, for without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sin. But Jesus came that he might die on the cross to set us free from sin. Can somebody say hallelujah to that? His name reveals his purpose. It speaks of his desire. It speaks of his deliverance. And it speaks of his death. And finally, his name 
reveals his power. His name reveals his power. Does anybody know tonight there's power in the name of Jesus? For he is the supernatural one. He's the miracle man. Men cannot comprehend him, and yet he, he can be believed on by the smallest child. He's not only the supernatural one, he's also, get it, the supervising one. The word means to advise, counsel, purpose, devise, and plan. It refers to his role as the leader and guiding force of our lives. And he's wonderfully qualified for this job. He's the planner of the path. And we love that verse that says, the steps of the righteous are ordered of the Lord. He's the one who plans your steps. He's the one who guides your path. He's the giver of grace. And Paul tells us this. Oh, what reassurance we get from this. His grace is sufficient for you, and his strength is made perfect in weakness. Blessed be the name of the Lord. He is the worker of wonders, for we know that all things work together for good for those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. He is the supervising one. He's also the sustaining one. He created us through Adam, and he recreated us through Jesus. As our Father, he sustains us by his mighty power. We are his children, and therefore, you're his responsibility. Can he sustain? Can he sustain well, he is from everlasting to everlasting. There was never a time when he was not, and there will never be a time when he is not, for he is the great I am. He is the eternal, self-existent one. Our lives are directly tied to his because he lives, we live, and all of this is in the magnificent name of Jesus. So what's in a name? Well, if that name is J. Daniel Smith, not very much. But if that name is Jesus, then I just want to remind you tonight, everything is in that name. I said everything is in that name. His name, listen to me, is the source of our salvation. His name is the hope of our hearts. His name can break sin's bondage and cool the fevered brow. Hallelujah. His name can lift the greatest burdens. His name can comfort the brokenhearted tonight. His name is a name worth knowing because it speaks of a Savior worth loving. His name unlocks the door of heaven and closes the gates of hell. His name saves the vilest sinner redeems the blackest soul and secures the precious saints. She shall bring forth a son and will call his name, say it. And I'm just trying to get you to understand tonight before we go to the table of the Lord. How much is in that name? And what was really given to us, what was really brought to earth on this night that we celebrate when he came as the precious son of God. Now his name may be Jesus. But even that cannot tell us all there is to know about him. Did you know the Bible reveals so much more about that name? As I close my thoughts, let me just quickly, and I'll do it quickly, run through most of the alphabet, giving us more names that describe who and what he is. And as I quickly run this list, if I call out something that resonates tonight with you or has, has ever resonated with you, 
that you can say, I'm a witness to that's being true. As I call these names, I want you to respond whatever way your heart wants to respond. If it's a shout, let it be a shout. If it's a clap, let it be a clap. I just want us to see tonight the magnificence of the name of Jesus and what we have in that name. For he is Adam, advocate, almighty, alpha and omega, amen, apostle apostle of our profession, arm of the Lord, author and finisher of our faith, author of eternal salvation. He is beginning of the creation of God. He is the beloved son. He is blessed and only potentate. He is the branch. He's the bread of life. He's the captain of salvation. He is the chief shepherd. He is Christ of God. He is our consolation, our cornerstone, our counselor, our creator. He's the day spring. He's the deliverer. He's the desire of all nations. He is the door. He's the elect of God. He's the everlasting Father. He's the faithful witness. He is the first and the last. He is the first begotten. He is the forerunner. Oh, what's in a name? He is the glory of the Lord. He is God. He is God blessed. He is our good shepherd. He is the governor. He is our great high priest. He's the head of the church. He is heir of all things. He's the holy child. He's the holy one. He's the holy one of God. He's the holy one of Israel. He's the horn of salvation. Can somebody say, bless the Lord? He is the great I am. He's the image of God. He's Emmanuel. He's Jehovah. He is Jesus. He's Jesus of Nazareth. He's the judge of Israel. He is the just one. He is king. He's the king of the ages. He's the king of the Jews. He's the king of kings. He's the king of saints. He's the lawgiver. He's the lamb. He's the lamb of God. He's the leader. He's life. He's the light of the world. He's the lion of the tribe of Judah. He's Lord of all. He's Lord of glory. He's Lord of lords. He is Lord our righteousness. He's the man of sorrows. He's our mediator. He's the messenger of the covenant. He's Messiah. He's the mighty one. He's the morning star. He's the Nazarene. He's only begotten son. He is our Passover. He's the prince of kings, the prince of life, the prince of peace. He's our prophet, redeemer, resurrection and the life. He's our rock. He's the root of David. He's the rose of Sharon. He's the savior. Oh, what's in a name? He's the seed of the woman. He's the shepherd and bishop of our souls. He is Shiloh. He's son of the blessed. He's son of God. He's son of the highest. He's son of man. He's son of righteousness, risen with healing in his wings. He's our true light. He's our true vine. He's the truth. He is our witness. He's our word. He is the word of God. Church, he is Jesus. What's in the name? All of that and so much more. Blessed be his name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.